Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wendy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Wendy. Happy birthday to you. Here's so many more birthdays together. Happy birthday. I love you. Hi, and welcome to Don't Tell My Grandma. In this episode, we invite two very special guests to discuss overcoming challenges that we faced early on in our lives, um, experiences that we've had in Tokyo, and everything in between. So we really enjoyed hanging out in this hope episode, and we hope that you do too. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to uh, Don't Tell My Grandma, and I hope you haven't told my grandma yet, uh, but uh, here we are with another of our adventures, conversations with Juan and Wendy, and today we have some special guests, some of our friends from our lives here in Tokyo, and I will let them introduce themselves. Yeah, okay. Go for it. Okay. Uh, hello, I am Chelsea. What's up? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Uh, just like Wendy. Yeah. Um, I've been here about three years. So, Tokyo. Yeah, mostly. Tokyo life. Yay. Tokyo life. <laughs> yeah, loving it so far. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's me. And on your way out too. Aww. Yes. Let's not talk about that now. Yeah, let's not talk about that right now. Three right. down the road. Years. Yes, yes, yes. Let's enjoy yeah. right now the current moment. You know? Cool. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I heard that you brought a friend. Might that friend introduce himself? Hi, everybody. My name is Milton. Um, I've also been here just about three years or so. Yeah. Um, Tokyo's been pretty great. It's been right. really good for me. Good. Yeah. Maybe we should talk a little bit about our experiences in Tokyo. Like, what do you think? Yeah, that's a good way to start. I think yeah. that um, our listeners would definitely appreciate to know a little bit more about yeah. us. And this is a good opportunity to do exactly that. And that's also uh, hear more perspectives from our yeah. friends. Chelsea yeah. and I came here about three years ago, as you said, yeah. Yeah. on the JET program to mm-hmm. teach English. And we met... I don't remember exactly exact when we day. met because it wasn't at orientation, yeah. was it? No. I want to see Eat those chips in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> Lean back. Yeah. <laughs> That's called that was necessary polite of eating. A correction, polite eating. Good. Uh, I mean, you have to be as professional as you can. It's your first time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we met. 
<laughs> so we met. <laughs> Sorry. I want to say uh, probably during our first training. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It had to be at one of the organized events. Yes. I just don't remember which one. Neither do I. But, but it was early on yeah. when we first got here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, like, you're a person who radiates energy. Thank you. Positive energy. And everyone that knows you would say that. And I was just immediately attracted to your good vibes, to your smile, to the way that you um, give a person your full-on attention when you're speaking to them. Mm-hmm. You make people feel very important. That's something that I really appreciate in our friendship and what I look for in other friendships as well. Thank you, so, girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just want to keep you around for ever. For <laughs> as long as we Don't are on go this away. Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I'll but I know that, I mean, our friendship will extend oh, for no sure. matter where we are, right? Yeah. Those are Borders like and distance mean That's nothing. Right. That's right. With real friendships. So. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. We'll make sure to visit the beautiful Caribbean country where you're from. Definitely. Please yeah. do. Always welcome. Always welcome. I, I would assume that a lot of our listeners are like, where is this girl from? I can't <laughs> yeah. figure out this accent. Another thing, yeah. Yes. People are drawn to your accent. Oh, oh my God. That was the first thing true. that I noticed. Like, oh my God, I love this accent. accent. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. where the heck is she from? Yeah. Can no, I get that a lot. place it? They- um, not really, actually. So if you're from the Caribbean, most people can guess it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not from the Caribbean, it's usually very hard. Yeah. So I've heard... Jamaican, I've heard British, I've heard even American, I've heard so many different types of accents, but nobody ever really gets it correct. Aww. So, which is fine. I don't mind ever like talking about where I'm from. Right. And uh, some people tend to get it. Actually, a lot of Australians gotten it. Oh. Yeah. What is the strangest thing that someone's like asked me? Asked you about like where you're from or. When made I tell a them. judgment of where you're from, yeah. Um, gosh, I've heard so many things. But I would say, people ask me, like, do you live in a house? Do you have oh internet? My oh my God. Are these jungles? Do you have cars? Do you live in the jungle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, do you just go on the beach every day and just live on the beach? Um... <laughs> Yes. I am. Um, yes ju- yes. I mean, that's just one of the many. I've yeah. heard almost everything you could possibly think of, both good and bad. But those are just a few, honestly. Like, I am just baffled sometimes <laughs> by some of these questions. But you know what? That's what I'm here for to educate and to tell people more about where I'm mm-hmm. from. And Maybe screw with them a little. Yeah. yeah. They ask me sometimes, like, do you know Rihanna? You know, do you know, like, Sean Paul? And. Sometimes I've said yes, you know, yeah. and sometimes I've obviously said no mm-hmm. in a very condescending way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, one thing that you can say for people who ask those, those kind of questions, like, you know, in my country, people who ask that kind of questions get killed in the streets. <laughs> and then That's the easiest ask. way to never make friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe those kind of friends are not worth it. True, true. I would yeah. have, I'd have zero international friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've heard it all. Oh I've God. really heard it all, to be honest. But you know what? There are a lot of people from my side of the world as well who don't know much about like Asia or yeah. you know other continents. So it's kind of a, it's it's understandable. Right. So 
Like, you know, that's what we're here to, to educate and mm-hmm. make people more aware of the world that they live in. So. Mm-hmm. I know I know my family is guilty of like always saying like, how is it going there over China? I'm like, oh I'm, not, I'm not in China. This is a different country. Yes. Yeah. Well, are you learning Chinese? Yeah. You know? like, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. <sighs> For sure. Everything, yeah. again, everything possible I've been asked. But again, education, we're educating. That's we're right. Educating. And we're really lucky to live in a place like Tokyo which yes. with such an international environment. And yeah. there are a lot of ignorant people, not just Japanese people, oh, not just no. foreigners, but yeah. we're all here to educate, like you said, and learn mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. other people, yeah. learn about each other's cultures. Definitely. And Definitely. To their credit, like a lot of people do like make the effort to... Mm research and learn and they like your friend who visited your country so many times yeah yeah Um, what's her name uh, yuri yuri yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. like they go they go way beyond oh for sure for sure but that's because they have a vested interest in Mm. like caribbean culture yeah and caribbean music so if you're just curious maybe you might not go as often you might say okay i'll just take one trip and see how it goes Mm -hmm. but you know, if you, that's when a lot of people go and they fall in love yeah. with, the, with the whole culture, the music, everything. Yeah. And then they decide, okay, I'm going to go often or I'll listen to more of the music, the food and have more Caribbean friends, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of turns into like a love story with yeah. when yeah. you go there. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys set that up, you and Yuri? What? Actually, no, when we didn't met. set that up at all. We just kind of met in oh, a Caribbean okay. event that she threw, I think it was, yeah. And um, we just clicked from there, and we became friends. And but then after that, you set up a homestay, right? With oh yeah, family. so um, she was gonna go to my country, and um, she didn't really have anywhere to stay. So I already knew that my family is very hospitable, and they always welcome anybody who's good to me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. Anybody who's good to me, my parents and my family welcome them. So. Uh, I said yes before even asking because I know my mom, she would Aww. definitely be okay with it. And so said so. Then I asked Aww. her and she's like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. Just let me know when. I'll prepare the room, prepare food, wow. you know, and yeah. that was it. What did your dad say? I want, I want Mills to do an impression again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I asked. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> After you watched your birthday video, it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> She asked her dad, so do your dad, or do you, do you ask your dad, and I'll do your dad. Asking my dad, hi dad, okay, so I have a friend of mine, she's Japanese, and they want to come to Trinidad, you know, just to visit for carnival. Is it okay if they stay with us? Hmm. So, uh, it's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, your friend's name? Oh my god, guys, if you see Chelsea's face, it's so good. <laughs> so you know, it's your father. Oh my god, I cannot. Russell. <laughs> you know me, right? You know me? You know me? Why? What's Why? What's my name? You know me. You know, came from my loins. Yes, I. Just so, you, fully, just, just so you know. I'm just fully so aware. You know. I'm fully, just fully, so you know. fully aware of Who that. Who is this friend? Um, you know, just, just, a, just a good friend of mine. Does she have a name? Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you are mean. 
<laughs> you know oh what? God. I can't. I can't even hate because that is almost. I'm gonna say almost accurate. Ninety-eight percent accurate. <laughs> Are you gonna send this podcast to your dad? You know what? Even but if I did, let me meet him first. <laughs> <laughs> let me meet him first and get on the good side of what we do today. <laughs> Maybe in about five years. That's probably a good call. In about five years. Let me meet him first. Be cool with him. I'm part of the family. I'm like, look. Then I'll do it. I'm like, all right. Russell. <laughs> hey, Russell. I love I love that he has like a little bit of Obama. Yeah. <laughs> he could be a politician. He is a living diplomat. I swear in every way possible. So the funny Aww. thing is, when He's they sent me a video for her birthday, right? She was gonna let me speak to him that night. Yeah. And I watched their video first before I spoke to her, and I was outside. I pretty. I had to put my phone down and walk away because it sounded exactly like she described it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he's like everything's in negotiation with him. Okay? <laughs> so well, I go upstairs. It's an interrogation. Go, go upstairs and she was like, "Hi, this is Milton," and he's like, "Hello." <laughs> so uh, you're from the states. Do you know about Trinidad? And I'm like, "Yes, I do. I know where it's at." Mm, you support Trump. So we don't support Trump over here. Mm, okay. Oh my God. All right, Delma. That's her, that's her mom. You can, you can I, continue. End of conversation. It, it went on. Well, I mean, it went, it went on a little went, more than that. On. But he did his job. He did his job. Yeah. He, he beat it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He went in. Stamp of approval. Oh yeah. 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 He's like, okay, I've had the initial interrogation. He's like, mm. okay, no. He seems like okay. a good guy. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has a job. Good. <laughs> that's it. Good. He's a man who has a job. That's all. That's all okay, so it doesn't matter what job. Yeah, it pays. It pays. <laughs> it's legal and it pays. Yeah. But well, you said both of your parents, right? Or maybe just your both. dad. Maybe. Well, well, maybe just your dad asked about. Military, oh yeah. Right? Only like yeah. Only my dad cares about that. My mom's okay. just like, you're happy. That's all I need to know. Yeah. We're good. She's- yeah. Her mom yeah. always tells me, if, like you know, Milton as long as you're making her happy, mm-hmm. yeah. I like you. As yeah. soon as uh, she's not happy, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> in some. Yes, in very, some. <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> Motherly like, let skills. I, I saw, we made a joke the other day. I was like, you're going to be crying at home one day. And your mom's like, what? She calls her Tiggy. She's like, Tiggy, she what's wrong? Tiggy. Let's just tell the whole world. <laughs> she calls her Tiggy. So she's like, Tookie, what's wrong? She's going to be crying. It's going to be something good, too. Watch. And she's like, what did Milton do to you? <laughs> I will find him. She was like, no, mommy, it's okay. He sent me flowers. Like, oh, I love Milton. <laughs> That's He's so quick nice. Change. But you could easily change. lie to her and say yeah, that he mm-hmm. messed up and then mm-hmm. get her over to Japan before Precisely. you leave. She come from her country to come yeah. find me here in Japan because yeah. I made her cry. So it would be... Uh, That'd be interesting. Yeah. That would be yeah. the she easiest would. way for her to come and also yeah. the easiest way to piss her off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, psych. We're just playing. <laughs> but you're here like, now. <laughs> Welcome. So exactly. You got a place to stay. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there, there you exactly. go. Exactly. There you go. So, 
I will not send my mother that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, five years later. <laughs> The name of this podcast should be Don't Tell Chelsea's Mom. Yes. Yeah. Chelsea's parents. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Don't tell my grandma about not telling Chelsea's, Chelsea's mom. parents. <laughs> oh my goodness. Go. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love this energy. Okay. So, uh, I know that we, as fellow Caribbeans, mm-hmm. uh, have had a very special kind of experience. Yeah as we grow up and I feel that it's it's a very good thing to ch- to share with other people yeah mm-hmm. so that you can see you can get a little bit of background because a lot of people make a lot of uh, assumptions right uh, based on just like oh you come from a third world country or something like mm-hmm. that or, you know Rihanna yeah, yeah personally a lot of things that you see you from TV yeah, and whatever sure. it's like you make assumptions that everybody's the same yeah so I kind of want to uh, bring the topic of how was our own experiences how were our own experiences growing up and Mm -hmm. uh anything that you feel that can help other people um Mm. get some perspective Mm -hmm. not only on other people's uh lives Mm -hmm. and uh what other people struggle with Mm -hmm. but how to overcome them what kind of uh challenges you have and Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. you kind of got around them or mm. overcame them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I I will start. Okay. So since I introduced the topic, mm-hmm. um, my own experience was very normal up, up to a certain point. I feel, for me being a, let's say the, the eldest son, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in my culture, people usually expect. A lot of uh, responsibility from you, so you have to be. And son, right? Oh, yeah, son the son, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people expect that you're going to excel at school, mm-hmm. that you're gonna take care of your siblings. You're gonna kind of, I wouldn't say raise them, but uh, be the example, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't say that we had an easy life, like financially but we had our own struggles right and uh we were a family of four oh, i mean six with my parents but mm-hmm. four siblings you're and the eldest i'm the eldest okay, yeah right two boys and two girls and uh growing up in the 90s and 2000s in my country was a very interesting experience because we got to see a lot of changes politically and uh also a lot of experiences that kind of made us see how important it was to have people participating in democracy mm-hmm. so unfortunately the the years of people like demonstrating and going out kind of fade away in in my country but nowadays we see a lot more people more Uh, eager to participate Hmm. Uh, my family wasn't that uh, they were always very like active politically they always encouraged us to uh, to vote to participate and so I always had that kind of sense of like uh, responsibility towards others and like I, I, I kind of introduced it with like a political 
undertone because that kind of was one of the things that built on me that uh, view that you have to be responsible for other people, uh, other people's uh, well-being and also your own. My dad was a very strict man. He had a lot of expectations on me. And uh, I think that's something very common in Caribbean countries. Yeah. 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 You you kind of grow up with this idea that something can happen at any time mm-hmm. and you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. At least that was that was my perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in some way it kinda did. Okay. Uh, unfortunately I lost my, my dad when I was seventeen. And uh, I was with the burden of taking care of my my siblings and also taking care of a family, which I think it's a lot of responsibility, dedication. At least, I mean, I still saw myself as a kid at that point. I mean, you, you were, were a kid. Yeah. And uh, I would say that if I was from another country, a first world country, I would have been, I wouldn't have been ready. For that responsibility. Mm. Wow. A lot of the things that happened before my life. And like there were a lot of things. Like my dad, like I said, it was very strict. He was very demanding on me. Uh, but he was also very loving. My mom was. My mom is the most loving human being I know. And uh, a lot of the challenges that I had, micro challenges, I would say, kind of built that growth mindset in my head that allowed me to excel and survive in that situation that I think other people don't have that groundwork. Mm. And I would like you guys to tell me like, what is, what is your, your own experience on that? I think for you, it was probably a little bit different, but for me, at least growing up in my country, um, we were, when I was born, we were fresh off of a, national coup actually yeah right. so it was very like i didn't know anything obviously because i was like a month old mm-hmm. when it happened but uh i kind of grew up as well not in so much political uprising or like such a politically influenced background but mm-hmm. um like politics did play a part but unfortunately in terms of like race so we have like two or three main political parties and they're each predominantly one kind of race. And uh, so, I mean, it continues more now in terms of racism because before growing up, I don't know anything about race. I still, to me, I don't care. It's unfortunately become more of an issue now. Yeah. And so people have started kind of more aligning with one political party because of race yeah. especially now yeah and um so in that regard i would say uh it was uh it was a bit different from yours yeah. but um it's we, we were as i said like fresh off of a coup and things were kind of unsettled but um it never really became much of a reality mm-hmm. until as i got older right you know so I still don't really care what it is, but it didn't really affect me as much. And the whole, like, responsibility of 
having to have a better life and everything like that was definitely my my parents completely always pushed that which is why they always want my sister and I to have the best and the best education and mm-hmm. to have the education first and then they continue with their lives after and everything mm-hmm. so there's definitely still is a lot of pressure to have like a certain type of life and you know to be settled and stable and to be in a better situation than they were yeah. when they were my age because uh, they always have to struggle and with mm-hmm. multiple siblings I only have one sibling mm-hmm. whereas they both came from very big families yeah. so mm-hmm. there's so much pressure still on my sister and me especially when we were younger oh mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. to get the best grades go to the best schools and everything mm-hmm. just basically to have a better life than them mm-hmm. um, so thankfully now yes we are pretty much established mm-hmm. um, we may not have everything figured out but no one does yeah, right. yeah. even in my, in my current age no yeah. <laughs> um, but you know we have our education we're uh, well rounded and I think they would probably say mission accomplished hopefully yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I think that's something yeah. that a lot of uh, parents mm-hmm. from countries like ours understand that's the most important thing to guarantee your children's education because they see like okay that will automatically guarantee a better life mm-hmm. yeah. and they really emphasize like you have to have a degree you have to go to a uh, university you mm-hmm. have to do this so you can have a better life than what we had yeah and uh like yeah my, my parents had it i mean they weren't privileged but they had their challenges and I would say that a lot of the things that I gave for granted, they really, really struggled to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they were never that kind of parents where they kind of hammer on you like, oh, you don't know what you had. You had it so good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. That you generation can, gap. Someone drive you, yeah. drives you to school and had to walk for yeah. three hours to oh, go to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that I stuff. I heard that so many times. So many times. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, and, and we usually, I mean, people from our countries usually grow up to really appreciate our, our education mm-hmm. and really appreciate that effort. And uh, it's something that sometimes clashes with when we meet people from other countries where mm-hmm. like, yeah, I went, to, I went to college and I dropped out. It was, I was bored. It's like, What? What took a gap year? Like, <laughs> like we don't yeah. have time for gap years. No. Yeah, you get a gap year, you get a gap in your butt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, actually, on that um, kind of idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him the other day, I was like, I, coming from such a small country, it's ingrained in you to have that kind of pride. Yes. Mm-hmm. About where you come from, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody knows about my country more yeah. or less. And so you kind of always want people to know, I'm from there, I'm from there. And you have that kind of pride of, yes, I'm from a small country, but it's so great. It's still amazing. And um, so, I don't know, it came off of something you said, but I just was like, yeah, you kind of are raised to be very proud from where you're from. No Mm -hmm. matter what. It may be a tiny, tiny country. Mm -hmm. It may not be known for anything, but, you know, it's still something to be proud of and never forget where you come from no matter where you are in the world no matter how much money you make and who's in your life like you're always kind of raised to be proud of 
where you're from. That's very interesting because I actually don't have that at all. That's so interesting. Yeah. Really? I don't I don't feel that pride at all and I don't feel like my parents or any family member were ever inculcating that into my psyche. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nobody are, ever told me. Right. We are this. that oh we are so proud from be, to being from there. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh it's something that I still struggle with mm-hmm. where I have this kind of uh I would say like hang up that I feel like I don't want to share where I'm from. I don't want to mm. say it. And if I do, I feel less than other people. Okay. Uh but maybe it's something very unique to me personally that maybe. my culture but uh yeah, it's when that the fact that you said that made like really like really. Yeah. I don't I don't feel that like that at all. Especially when you get older. Yeah. Especially, especially when you get older. Like yeah. you feel more of that pride. Oh, for or sure. You feel less. Oh, okay. I feel more. Of that and especially living abroad, yeah. I take every opportunity <laughs> to yeah. tell people where I'm from, or always have like my flag or something yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the basis of our conversation, basically <laughs> about the flag. Uh, she was like, "Would you run my flag?" I was like, "No." I wouldn't. She was like, what about yours? I'm like, no, I wouldn't either. She's like, I would. She's like, I would wear your flag. You, like, you really? Wear mine? You were. And I was like, that's the same reaction I had. That's the same reaction I had. I was like, really? Why? You know, like from, where, from, like from being from the States and all, like we, yeah, we're, we say we're Americans and everything like that, mm-hmm. but we take more pride in where like this actual state you're from yeah so like i wouldn't actually ask virginia flag because it's terrible looking number one it's <laughs> okay you have to be proud of it but it's, pretty, but it's like it's basically like somebody's talking trash or junk about mm. my area i'm like hold up hold up hold up right hold up i'm from there type thing um but we weren't necessarily throw my flag up or something like mm-hmm. that or things like in that manner mm-hmm. that's why i amended it and said i would put it American and then my country's flag. I'll hold both of them together. But it, it, to us, it's not as inculcated. It's not. It's not in our. It's not in us as much. So it's more say is I'm from, I'm from this state and this is where I rep mm-hmm. versus I rep America. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think there's probably a variety of opinions about that. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. It's more so people like when I think when Americans are called overseas. They don't say I'm from this particular state. They say I'm from America well, right, because yeah. a lot of people don't know particular states. Mm. Like you mm-hmm. can say I'm from Nebraska. Somebody's like, "What?" Yeah. Or you say you're from Kansas, mm-hmm. and then is you that say in the Ar- South Pole? <laughs> yeah. You can say Kansas, and then you can say Arkansas. You don't mean Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eternal <laughs> question. <laughs> you don't mean Arkansas? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you well, know, I'm yeah. from Boston. Yeah. What? Like, you mean Boston? Boston. 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 <laughs> from Boston. I'm not from New York. I'm from Boston. New York. New York. From Boston. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> That's why I usually wait, like, especially in, in Japan. I'm like, I'm from the US. And if they ask me, like, oh, whereabouts? Yeah. Right. Arizona. Do you know Arizona? The Grand Canyon. You right. should try to think of something that they can relate right. to. Landmarks? 
I'm not just going to throw out like all of these right. Arizona facts, but if people are more interested, then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go further with it usually. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not one to wave my US Arizona! flag. No, especially not that. I would wave an Arizona flag, maybe. <laughs> it's actually kind of colorful, so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Arizona yeah. flag yeah. is okay. good kinda looking, colorful. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's one of the better It's a decent ones. looking flag. Yeah. It's a sunset. Yeah, and with a star in the middle. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's really I, nice. I like the James cult. is blue and yeah. You should be <laughs> I would be proud. <laughs> no, I'd still be proud of it. Yeah. I like the California one. It's, it has yeah, a bear. With the bear, right? Yeah. Cool, yeah. I think that's the least one. actually, no. The bear one. Yeah. So. That's okay. I think it's probably the same thing. Like when you say you're from America, before you want to say I'm from this state, it's kind of like the same when I say oh, I'm from the Caribbean. And then they ask from where, then I might zero in onto the country. Mm-hmm. But before I get past, when I, sorry, when I get past all the ridiculous questions about like, if yeah. you have pirates and all these different Oh my God. Have you ever had I, that yes, question? Yes. I have received that what? question on multiple occasions. If you have pirates, you're looking at one. <laughs> if you are a pirate, I told you there's a barrage of questions I've been asked. Oh my goodness! Well, it's funny, guys. We had this discussion too. So when you talk about where she's from, you say Caribbean, yeah. right? But when you say the movie, you say what? Pirates of the Caribbean, right? So you say right? that. So, so most people, right? most people say Pirates of the Caribbean. That's how they promote oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they promote the movie. Right, Pirates right. of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's how they promote yeah. the movies. And we talked about that. She looked at me like I was like, what is wrong with it? <laughs> but you know what? You can't say Caribbean, actually. So there are two ways to pronounce it. I don't know which one is actually correct. I just say Caribbean. But there are some Caribbean countries that say Caribbean. So. Well, you know what's the right way to say it? Caribe. <laughs> That's the right way to say it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess for you, yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> True. I guess if you guys haven't figured out, my first language is Spanish, even though my English is spotless. Fantastic. Um, it is. Yeah. I'm. Well, I, I was expecting you to say like, yeah, sure. Why would I say that? Why would I say that? She's trying to be supportive. None of yeah, our yeah, yeah. English is spotless. Like even on a good day, my English is like. It's, it's average at best. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny because her country's first language is well, her language, her first language is English. Yeah. And so is mine. But mm-hmm. we'll say certain things and how she say it because of what they say mm-hmm. things. There. From where you from? From there. <laughs> from there. Where you're from? You can say it. I can censor it later. Okay. 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 okay, okay. From, where you're from, anyways? And you know, I say like if it's like a th word, like I said earlier, imitate her dad. They send. They say. I say. Think. She may say. Tink. Tink. Yeah, things like that. So, oh. But that's but not, it, you it's, know, it's, casually. But but it's in some things she'll say. I'm like, what you? You'll say? say like a Caribbean thing. Yeah. And yeah. she'll be like. Or what were we doing yesterday <laughs> when we were talking about Netflix? Um, I said, oh, you can browse. She said peruse. peruse. And oh. I, and I looked at her like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't know the word peruse. First time I've heard it. First time I've heard it. No way. I am baffled. Mic drop. If I can drop the mic, I would drop the mic. I'll, I'll, put, the, I'll put this out. No worries. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Literally, I learned that word in high school. Yeah, peruse. And it's like, you know, you want to peruse a library or a catalog. Uh, that or a sounds list. like someone trying to say the plural of, of Peru. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could also be used that way. And it's way. the what? Formal um, way of saying browse. browse. Yes. 
You're just so linguistically it's superior than all of us. I, <laughs> formal looking, that's what it is. I happen to like linguistic things. So things? Ting? <laughs> you guys can hug. <laughs> <laughs> but linguistic things, yes. I do possess the ability to say TH. <laughs> When do you when do you notice like more of her accent when, coming out? So <laughs> for her, at first when I first met her, she mm-hmm. would speak so I could understand it. Mm-hmm. She would actually enunciate on purpose, and then when she got comfortable, that went all the way. <laughs> she just starts talking and talking, and sometimes I look at her like, "What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Please speak regular English." The queen, as she well, said, as she, as she said, the queen's English. Yes. I was like, speak American. Speak American. I speak American. <laughs> I'm not fluent in American. Okay, so I speak the Queen's English. So yeah, mm-hmm. but like especially that. when I'm excited, or oh, it's definitely when she's excited. when I'm excited, it just Aww. comes out. And then the high, like, she's the hypest. <laughs> she's the hypest person I ever met in my life yeah. about I, the littlest I, stuff. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I can't help it. Like. Um, I guess, yeah, it's just ingrained. Like, certain certain ideas or certain, like, emotions are mm-hmm. just linked to my mm-hmm. native dialect, you right, know? Right, right. So I mean, that's... That's, that's, how, that's yeah. how you better express yourself. Yes. yes. That's uh, something that a lot of uh, cultures and languages share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think what's, it's what makes it special, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah. You get used yeah. to it and you kind of learn to decipher it real mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. And I, I come mm-hmm. to learn to appreciate it because it's funny to me. You know, <laughs> of course. It's funny to me because I imitate her all the time. <laughs> but I don't do it to make fun of her. I do it because mm-hmm. I told her I like her accent. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I, I love, love it. From. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Love it. And <laughs> so now beautiful. that when she meets my family, that I'm going to have to decipher it. So I have to learn it now. Because <laughs> so when she gets excited, because my family can get pretty loud and pretty hyped as well. So when she gets hyped, then I can understand. They gonna look at me like, please translate. translate. <laughs> please translate. Instead of saying something like "oh," she you know I say, "oh wow," you know. Instead, I'll just put it into regular. Oh so my god, that sounds. That sounds. <laughs> she, she put no emphasis no. on that oh, at all. Oh, oh wow, wow. Yeah. that's interesting. Oh, yes. <laughs> It sounds like long. a white man, just like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Like a textbook response. Say. Yeah, yeah. Golly. Mm. You know? <laughs> 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 oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have. Oh, finally! I have heard somebody say that, and I was like, "Whoa, golly!" I'm being totally serious. Yeah, they were. They were using that for now. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say from now. Oh, golly! Isn't that interesting? My word! It's funny how when you're from like certain people. I was in Idaho, um, one of the states in uh, America. And one of the guys was talking about he's going to the Mexican restaurant. Does anybody want a jalapenos? And we looked at him like, Oh, Jesus. What? what? We, we said, We want what? Oh, he no. said, Jalapenos. Oh, Can we have some? That? And I was oh, like, no. You mean jalapenos? Oh, goodness. Oh, man. And he was like, Yeah. No, no they're called jalapenos. We <laughs> were like, They are not called that. Please at leave. All. Like, okay, okay, guys, if you're cringing right now, like, trust me, we are too. 
yeah. So we we made fun of him for about a week or so, and <laughs> only a week, only, only a week, only a week. <laughs> like, like, like we, <laughs> yeah, we kind of, uh, yeah, he was pretty mad at us. About Which, oh my goodness! I mean, he didn't bother he us. Upon he 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 pretty no, much for did. Sure. He pretty much did. I hope he never goes to a Mexican restaurant and ever see that. They will spit in his food. I'm probably I sure he do. has. Because Idaho actually has a um, pretty decent Mexican um, population up there. Mm. Um, same thing with actually African refugees, which I oh. went to an African festival up there at cool. the university, uh, Boise State University. And it was actually pretty interesting as many people were up there. And you wouldn't think of it in a country like, I mean, in a state like that, because it's predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And so the southern part is pretty diverse. Up north, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> No African festivals. No, uh, by a long actually, the thing because they told us when I I used to live there in Idaho for about mm-hmm. six years. Before you came to Tokyo. Before I came to Arizona, and oh, okay. then I, from Arizona I came to here to Tokyo. Oh, okay. And they one of the first things they told me when I got there was, okay, don't go up past this place if you are of color. Because there's a lot of white supremacist wow. groups up there. That's wow, still so okay. real. Twenty twenty people. Yeah, so they, that's one of the things they warned us about. I'm like, all right, won't be going up there then. Yeah, and so, but overall, Idaho is pretty great. Mm. I met some of my best friends there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've never been every other state, I guess. Oh, you never been? No, no. Eventually, do you? You don't miss it, Chelsea. Do you get the question of like? Uh, people pointing out of places in your country like uh-huh. have you visited this place and that place and you're like actually no um hardly ever unless you are from the country or maybe if you visited right. because my country is quite small right. so there are very few places that I, I'm lying I'm lying I have not been to quite a few places that are considered touristic right. but um I would get that more from people from the country Right. You know, so they would ask, "Hey, have you been here? Have you been here? Have you been here?" Or they would say, "I've been here. I've been here." And I'm like, "I've never been." Yeah. And they would just give me the stare of death because, I mean, how could you not? Yes. As a as a person from that country, and, and it, it is shameful. It baffles me because a lot shameful. of people feel like, "Oh, you're from that country, so you know exact, you know everything yeah. about that country. You've been to every single corner." Yeah. Especially for Americans, it's like, oh. it's a giant country. Yeah. How could right. you be everywhere? Right. right. I, uh, I agree with that because it's. I think because you live there, because you know where it's at, yeah. you have the tendency to think, well, I'll get there eventually mm-hmm. if I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You overlook it yeah. because you're like, ah, I can go there anytime. You're right, you know? right, right, right. And yeah, it's other... kind of shameful, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of people are so enthusiastic about the things in your country and they even point out things that you, you don't yourself don't know. Yeah, for like, sure, for sure. The thing is, she's not from the States, but she's been to D.C. more times than I have. I've never right. been to the and I, and, I, and I literally live three hours away from it, but she's been to DC more than I have. Wow. Yeah. I've been there once for a basketball game, then that was it. And I went home. That was right. it. Wow. There's no point for me to really go there. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. If you have no reason, then you don't need to go. Yeah. Okay. Or you think like you have all the time in the world. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to this place. I oh, live for here, sure. right? For sure. For sure. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Even living here in Tokyo, I'm like... Ah, I have time. I'll get there. Meanwhile, three years have gone by. It's like I haven't touched Mount Fuji. No, and every time I try to go, it's always something that comes up. Well, know? right now, with yeah. Corona being in place, I hope I can get to Fuji by August. So that's mm-hmm. that's the last one you can really yeah. go up there. Because yeah. after that, they shut it down. So hopefully we can do that by then. Hopefully. 
I, I heard this year is like not looking good for climbing Mount Fuji. Mm. But I mean, I mean, it's it's a mountain. What, it's, it's June. June. It's a mountain. You can go. It's an open air mountain. August. But it's you know. cold up there. It is yeah, cold. It, it is. is cold. Even in August. But, you know. There's a lot of people up there. Yeah. Just don't stay in the cabins. Like, if you do go, mm-hmm. then don't stay in the cabin. Yeah. Leave at midnight and then try to get there by sunset or sunrise if you want. Yeah. yeah. All right, and we're back. Um, so we had a lot of very interesting conversations uh, <laughs> off topic outside of the recording, but I guess we'll save that for another episode maybe. But uh, I want to continue a little bit on the topic that we were uh, talking before we had our intermission with Wendy. What is your perspective on that? How, you, how was your experience growing up and... Uh, mm. How you felt as being also the oldest? Oh right. Well, I didn't. I didn't carry the burden that you had, and right. like Chelsea, I'm the eldest daughter, so I think, especially like in um, cultures like yours, your own right. cultures, there is more pressure on the eldest, especially if he's a male. And um, in my family, since I was the eldest daughter, like. I was, my parents were just so happy to have me. I was adopted from China and they were just so feeling so overwhelmed with joy to have a kid because they had waited so long to have a kid. And um, even though like they couldn't have their own kids, they really felt like they wanted to have an adopted child from China. And once they had me, they just... I was their pride and joy. I still am, hopefully. (laughs) I can attest to that. (laughs) And I think that they just, uh, they didn't have those expectations of like this, this child is going to grow up to be this, or this child is going to be, um, you know, she's going to carry the weight of the family and eventually, you know, play that model, you know, like maternal figure or whatever. Right. And I didn't have to go through those experiences, the traumatic experiences that other people have to go through. Um, However, I do agree that education, like Chelsea was saying, they they just poured all of what they had into my education and then my sister's as well. When she came along, um, that was the top priority. Like, even though my parents are, they reached higher education, their, their parents even reached higher education too. So they just wanted to keep that line going and give us right. the best possible opportunities as possible. And with that being said, like we, we got to do a lot more than what our parents were able to do. As far as traveling, going to school outside of the state, which is a big expense, being able to be here in Tokyo, live abroad, that yeah. was something that my grandparents, my parents never thought about. Until they were, you know, well into their adulthood. So I think the the pressures were a lot different. I still feel like a lot of the um, pressure that I had for, um, I guess, not performing, but um, becoming like a model for my sister just fell on me because of my internal pressures. 
and maybe a little bit of my um from exterior pressures as well like I had to be the big sister I had to uh show my sister how to do well in school and all of that but the resources that we had did not hinder any of that like I was very very privileged I still am and I recognize that especially coming here and talking to people who have grown up so differently from me like like all of you have Mm -hmm. um it's just made me realize how privileged I've been and how much I don't understand but I want to understand and I'm really grateful for making these relationships these friendships in Tokyo that I had I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do outside of the U.S. had I stayed in the in Arizona or wherever Mm -hmm. in the U.S. yeah do you feel that even though you said your parents didn't have any kind of expectation on on what you want, what they wanted you to be, mm-hmm. that they kind of nudged you in either mm-hmm. direction? That's a good question. Um, I think they've always been really supportive. Like, I've never really, to be honest, I've never really had a really clear direction. Yeah. So, you know, there are some people who are like, I've, there are a few people, I should say, yeah. that know exactly what they want to do. Like, I'm a born teacher. Like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I've been dreaming about this since I've been a child. I don't know how you guys have felt, but I never felt that. And I'm still really struggling as an adult to figure that out. Um, my parents never really put a pressure, that pressure on me. I think they've encouraged me to just stick to things because I've been really wishy-washy. Like, oh to do maybe I should try this maybe I should Mm. try this and they're like no you need to stick to a path try it out dip your feet in the waters but they've been more encouraging on that end to try different things right not to just commit and not be able to have any leeway right they've been extremely supportive in exploring what I want to do however I've always been interested in art like I kind of in a way, like I don't, I don't really know where this came from, but I, I've always just, I think it's more society than anything that you can't really make it as an artist, so don't waste your time. It's it's like kind of a stereotypical uh, assumption that yeah. people make, like, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's weird for me that people understand that there is this like big rift between I want to do. I want to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. but I also want to play piano. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so completely different. Does it though? Like you can have, as a human being, you can have different facets of yourself, mm-hmm. like of your brain. Yeah, yeah. But you can explore different things completely. Mm-hmm. And they're not, like if, if you want to do, for example, you want to do a lot of math or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Doing music makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because there's a lot of math and, and logical thinking in doing proper music, especially if you want to do it professionally. Mm -hmm. So uh, if anyone feels like uh, discouraged because they are they're torn between, I want to express myself, but I also want to provide Hmm. you can, there's always a way to, to explore those things and entertain. You don't have to completely give up something that you love just to do something that will, 
provide, as you said, yeah. to bring in the can be like a side finances. Side. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. really, it's really good that you had that experience where your parents kind of encouraged yeah. uh, you to try everything yeah. and right. to stick to things. Because to me, and I think maybe Chelsea, you can sympathize with that, that I was more pushed towards completing a specific uh, milestone in education, being completing high school, completing university, mm -hmm. uh, achieving something that ensured my uh, future, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. anything related to hobbies was like not even second thought, but mm -hmm. like maybe, I don't know, if when you, you complete, like if you have time, right, it's right. not something that we had the liberty to explore. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any kind of programs in school. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I did, like I kind of did some sports mm -hmm. and uh, I feel that I would have had a much richer uh, education if I had the opportunity to explore all those things. How do you feel, right. Chelsea? Uh, I think... That's slight, slightly different for me. Um, yes, there was pressure to finish high school and everything. Right. But so my parents were very, very different in terms of my mom was always like, do what you love. Right. You know, whatever you enjoy doing. Sounds right. Like my mom. You know, yeah, yeah. She was very much like you enjoy. So I was really good at like home economics and like, you know, creative liberal activities I sucked at anything that was like math or science related because I hate like regurgitating information. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel so boxed in. Mm -mm. So like my sister, she did that completely. And yeah. so having because she liked it. She, you know what? Not really. Because mm. my dad. So my mom is like, do whatever you love. You know, enjoy your life. My dad is like, you should do something that's stable. You should do something that has like definite potential in the future right mm. so like when i was doing things like languages and you know i love creating things mm -hmm. you know he was upset you know he was not very supportive initially of me doing languages yeah you know? whereas my mom was like yeah you love it go for it so i mean it's it was two very different opinions that were given to me so as a child you don't really know what to do and then my sister she's older than me She was successful in science. She was already in university studying like oh. biochemistry, all these like intricate wow. things. Okay. And I loved languages. <laughs> <laughs> I loved creating. I loved yeah. cooking. I loved doing artistic, liberal, because that's just more me, yeah. you know? So it was why you're here, right? Exactly. Correct. Correct. So it was, it's, it was, yes, complete high school, do your education, but... I was always kind of torn in two directions. Even mm. coming to Japan, my dad wasn't really for it. But my mm. mom was like, go ahead. You know you love to explore the world. Yeah. Go see whatever you want to do. It may not be like, it may not be exactly what you want, but mm. at least it was like your parents were, um, it's like, try it. Yeah. You might like it. Yeah. My dad is very pro-stability, pro-definite mm. future. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, so it was very different so i kind of decided to do what i liked because i hated mm. doing like you know um being boxed in to just science mm. and math and one plus one must always be two why isn't this lemon? yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, i mean that's a stupid example but still like, 
I, I feel like I understand a lot of times when um, people from that generation explain that uh, for them it's really important to have that security because if you understand how they grew up, the, the environment that they grew up in, where there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of their family members could have died. Like mm-hmm. uh, a few generations ago, some of your brothers or sisters will die because there just wasn't a healthcare system that will allow them to survive, to, to get treatment that they needed. Uh, so I really understand that feeling of you should make your best mm-hmm. to ensure that when you're an adult, you you have a job. Because that's that's for them, that's everything. You yeah. got a job, a good paying job. You have you know, your you, life you've set. Reached. Yeah, you're done. Your, your hobbies, the things that you like are, like I said, like not even second oh, position. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They don't even think about that. Yeah. And that's something that maybe they're exploring now in their mm-hmm. er, their later years. Yeah, like I was uh, allowed to do my hobbies until yeah. I had to do my, I guess, entrance exam for high school. Yeah. And then when that hit, nope, no more. Study, yeah. study, Aww. books, books, books all yeah. the time. So they really yeah. regulated that? Yeah. Except in high school, I actually got to play sports because yeah. it was for my school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And in a way, we feel very privileged because... Uh, we grew up in a world where people were not being killed or lynched in the street, at least not as it was before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, I, and I, I try to make sure that I understand and appreciate how our parents mm. did an amazing job, not only surviving, but thriving and raising us. And I want to hear a little bit more from Milton, uh, I know that like we haven't had the opportunity to listen uh, to your um, experience yet. So maybe you want to tell us how it was for you to uh, grow up in in your family. So for me, is a uh, I wouldn't say we were rich or anything like that, but we yeah. definitely weren't um, we weren't poor. Right. I would say I had a lot of the advantages uh, a lot of you guys were saying and some of those pitfalls as well. Was, yeah. Um, my family, I'm the oldest out of 13 grandchildren. I always put that out there yeah, first. The oldest. Yeah. You know, and um, from my parents, from my parents, I'm the oldest as well. Right. So um, I have a little, a little brother, a little sister, me, my brother, and my sister. Um, and I didn't necessarily grow up my, well, my sister didn't necessarily grow up with me. Because right. she was, I left the house when she was six. I'm 13 right. years older than her. Okay. So for me, um, my mom had a lot of brothers and sisters. I have a lot. Same thing in my dad. They have a lot of brothers and sisters. More so sisters for my dad. And honestly, I think I was spoiled by my mom's siblings more than anything. They were always taking me everywhere because I'm the first. The first baby of the mm. family, basically. They're taking me everywhere do different things that my cousins and my brother and my sister they didn't have the chance to do what I did. Yeah. Um, I had an uncle who actually played in the NFL, um, National Football League Whoa. in the States. And I've done many things with him, been to three Super Bowls, wow. helped out with practices, um, stayed in Pittsburgh for a week. I mean, I've done a lot of different things that a lot of kids where I'm from don't get to do. Yeah. But I've also dealt with my parents and how I grew up I mean, they were supportive, but I also was a kind of a trouble kid. Right. You know, I not necessarily like I was bad, 
I was just not great at school. I was terrible at school. Yeah. But I I figured out why when I became an adult because it didn't. I wasn't challenged. I felt like. Yeah. But you don't know that yeah. as a child. Yeah. Um. I didn't really realize that till high school where I'm failing math, but I'm I have a 110 average in chemistry. Right. And it was in my teacher, and there's harder math in chemistry than there mm-hmm. was in my regular math class. Out yeah. Me. So, I mean, I did a lot of watching my cousins, um, not necessarily raising them, mm-hmm. but my brother and my sisters watching them. And I think that helped me. I'm a father as well. I have two kids. Mm-hmm. Dealing with that, being around them as often and taking care of them, I think that's what really helped me to become a better father over right. later on in my life. Yeah. Basically. Um but yeah, that had a lot of I had a lot of times where it was just I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. Yeah. And my parents didn't really they pushed education. Yeah. They were like, get a degree, get a good job, mm-hmm. this and that. But I was kind of rebelled against that. Mm-hmm. Rebelled about uh, re- rebelled against what they wanted me to do because that's yeah. not what I wanted to do. Yeah. And plus I was hard headed. Yeah, <laughs> I was hard headed at the same time. Yeah. So, do you feel do you feel that uh, your indecision or your reluctance to take a stance on either whatever you wanted to do kind of influence how your siblings also behave? Like, were any of them the complete opposite of what you were? So, my sister knows exactly what she wants to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, he's kind of in flux. He's still. He knows what he wants to do, but he's kind of in that middle. He feels like he's, I think he's stuck. Right. But he's, he's well, he's doing well now for himself. But just, right. I don't think this is what he wanted to do initially. Right. Like for me, my parents were like, go to school, get an education, get a good job. My mom used to tell me, you lie so much, you might as well be a lawyer because you lie all the time, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she used to tell me that all the time. But my passion, really, I wanted to go to culinary school. Right. Oh. And uh, the thing was, because I didn't get good grades in school, yeah. they were thinking, they were like, well, you have to figure out your own. Yeah. But probably you understood that. Yeah. Um, and where I'm at in my current career, I always, I never thought I'd be here. And I never mm. thought I would enjoy it as much. But I always realized that when I, I knew this as a kid, I had a real big imagination and I liked problem solving. Right. So my job now gives me the opportunity to really just, if it's a problem, figure it out and just fix it. Yeah. And I think that's what helped me really thrive. Yeah. And, you know, they gave me a lot of leeway to just be creative. And that, as a kid, when they gave me leeway to do what I want to do, I excelled at it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if, like, like Chelsea's saying, being boxed in, yeah. being boxed in, told you it's exactly what you have to do, it doesn't sit well with me. Right. Because right. I always go against the grain. Like, I'm argumentative when it comes to I have to do this a certain way. But why? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to right. do it like this? Because you said so, or is it just is there a better way of doing this? And I, mm. or is there a different way of doing this? Just because you said it your way, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's the way to go. And I got in trouble for that a lot. Just going against what my parents said, but you know, parents don't listen all the time. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. a kid, you don't know anything. Yeah. But now, as a, an adult, and I think it stemmed from my childhood because I was so close to my family. We yeah. had a big family. I was close. Everybody knew I'm the one that's loud. I'm goofy. Yeah. You know, I'm goofy and I, and I can just freely talk with them. Yeah. Um, now as an adult, I'm the glue. Yeah. So when there's an issue, when there's a family crisis, they come to me. Yeah. And I felt as a child, because I was so close with them, it's easy for me to do that. 
Right. So that goes full circle, I think. Well, obviously. I can definitely sympathize with that. I feel like uh, when my dad died, I kind of became not necessarily his replacement, but the pillar mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of sustained that connection in the family. And I kind of mm-hmm. feel that sort of some of the chemistry that allowed the family to have this kind of good relationship and everything mm-hmm. in some way it's eroding because some of the some of the members are either passing away or uh they're m- migrating to the states or something like that and you know relationships change that's normal uh but i've always had that responsibility not only in my uh close family but also in the extended family to be kind of the mediator mm-hmm. or the diffuser or the problem solver in a way that like I'm not gonna lie it's, sometimes it feels like a big of a burden that feels a bit unfair mm-hmm. uh, but I also have felt some pride of like yeah like I people turn I to pulled you. through yeah. I'm here because of what I did myself mm-hmm. right and I think that uh it's it's something that if like if you're listening and if you feel like you're in a similar situation uh try to spin it towards feeling more pride towards it mm. and it it doesn't it doesn't go forever like your siblings will grow up and they will take their own lives they will take their own personalities and responsibilities your your parents like they're hopefully they're not in a position where they have to depend on you all the time but no circumstances last forever and uh, i think that that's something that a lot of people sometimes need to hear and i know i needed to hear it when i was like in the heat of it because it was really difficult mm. and and in that note i want to ask you guys a uh, question what do you feel was the the biggest hurdle that changed your mindset in a way like what any challenge that you went through that kind of made you realize that things were not the way you thought they were mm-hmm. I'll, I'll 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 leave it kind of vague i'll give you an example okay okay so i always believed that there was no way for our family to survive without my dad and when he got sick and uh, it was very sudden everything was very sudden when he was sick and we lost him i thought at the moment that everything was over but something in me turned on and made me want to make things work somehow and from that point on i turned in i turned on this switch where at any point if there's any kind of conflict if there's any kind of lack or anything that's missing in the family i would take control take the lead role and get us on the other side and i like to be honest i never was that kind of person when i was growing up i never was that kind of you don't have to be person yeah that people will be like how oh, well, what do we do in this situation <laughs> but From that day on, I was never the same person. That was a challenge that changed my life to a different position. And uh, 
that was one of the circumstances that I feel has been pivotal for my life to be the person that I am now. And uh, like, not, not everything is great. Like, obviously, there are some good and bad in everything. Uh, but I don't regret it. Sometimes I wish my dad was here, but I know that things will turn out always okay because whatever happens, I can turn it on again and I will get us the other way. And that has given me the, like this kind of feeling of, it's not invincibility, but I know, like, sometimes, you know, we've talked about this, Wendy and I, where you feel like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, don't worry. Things going to work out. And if it gets tough, I'll turn it on again. And it will work out. We'll find a way. And I feel like the people that you admire the most usually have a similar story, right? Have you had a similar experience? I, I could say I've had three different periods in my life um, where I just kind of had to be a different person yeah. than I was before. Um, mm. The first one when I left my parents' house, yeah. I didn't depend on them. I was definitely a few states, well, across the country, away from them. Yeah. And it wasn't, I, got, I didn't have family around me, have friends, I didn't know anybody. And I just had to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. um, and it took a little bit. Mm -hmm. But eventually I did. Even though I was still pretty young, you're still trying to find yourself. It, things changed for me as far yeah. as I opened my eyes a little bit more into just where from the area I was in to is the other people from different, have different experiences. And yeah. what stereotypes are other people from where I'm from yeah. is different. And I was, I've always felt like I was different from everybody else yeah. that I grew up around as well. Yeah. I wasn't the guy that was smoking. I didn't drink. Yeah. Um, that Just because my mom threatened me, you yeah. know, but just because it wasn't something I wanted to do. I never yeah. felt like that. I thought there was always something better for me. Um, right. The second time was when I had my daughter. Right. Like, um, I'm a father at that point, And honestly... Everything that I was doing before, I felt like it didn't matter. I felt like I need to be there to take care of her. I need to be a different person, right. you know. Even when we went through hard times, everything was like, okay, figure it out. Yeah. Just you have to figure it out no matter yeah. what. And then the third time was really where I felt like I became the center point. And I already felt like this before, but mm -hmm. it really came to a point where I was really there when my grandmother died and my grandmother was like my best friend honestly mm -hmm. my mom's mom mm -hmm. and we went home for the funeral and everybody's all a mess and everything but everybody came to me mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. came to me for support and they were crying they can't console themselves and mm -hmm. I out of all our family members all, everybody came there her grandchildren her her kids and everything mm -hmm. I was the one that with the common voice yeah. to it's like it's gonna be okay yeah, you know it's all right, and being the center point, which I never thought I would be, you know, but being that person just to that, that rock for everybody, and yeah. continue to be that when somebody's going through something, right? To just be that person because it's happened when my grandmother fought, grandmother died, yeah. my grandfather died, 
when my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. And they all come to me and yeah. I'm the one who's like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Don't, if you, everything's going to be all right, things yeah. happen. Life happens, obviously. Yeah. Some things you can't control, some things you can, but yeah. was, well, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. And that has been the story of my life, basically. Yeah. Everybody comes to me now mm-hmm. to when they have a problem, yeah. when they don't know what to do, yeah. and they just need some advice, somebody to talk to, and somebody for that support. Yeah. And that's basically for me. Wow. Yeah. I almost feel guilty for, like, speaking out on this, because I've never, I've never been in this position where people have had to actually rely on me. Like, people have actually uh, had to come to me to be that rock as you have worded like I think in small smaller incidences I've been that person for people and friendships and stuff but I've never had that liability I've never been forced into a situation which I think I'm really lacking a lot of experiences in that which is why I think I'm really behind in a lot of like in my maturity level compared to yours Juan like I think that I tend to just um, lean on you for a lot of stuff that I I honestly like don't know how to deal with and it makes me feel really um, it makes me feel really weak and like guilty for not having it figured out you shouldn't. Yeah. It's it's totally understandable. I feel that people that have had the opportunity to face these kind of issues are very lucky. And the ones that come out the other way successful, because there's a lot of people who don't race to the, to the challenge, right? Right. They have this mentality of, this fixed mentality of like, people are either great or not. What was me type yeah, thing. and I'm not great, so I can't I can't overcome this. Mm-hmm. I can't grow. It's really difficult for people to understand how to move to the next the next step, right? You shouldn't feel like this is something that's going to be your reality forever. Mm-hmm. This is where I was years ago, and I understand you totally. Because no one is able to see the other side until you find that thing inside of you that is that command of like, I have to be on the other side. There's, there's, no, there's no staying here. There's no giving up. There's only being on the other side. And I really appreciate the people that have been there for me. We have, I know that you... Milton would probably agree that there were people in certain moments in our lives that gave us the right, the right the advice. Push you needed it, mm-hmm. That push, that yeah. support you needed yeah. when you felt like you had no one else. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's not even like what you want to hear, mm-hmm. but it's what you need to hear. Right. And uh, like we are still very young. There's a lot of things that we are yet to experience. So don't feel ashamed that you haven't figured things out. 
everybody has their own uh, their own path. And mm-hmm. what I've learned through just my life experiences is that everybody has their own timing. Yeah. Nobody's timing is the same just because you're. Some people experience things young. Some people experience things later in their life, but yeah. that's just your timing. Yeah. Just you can't compare other people's experiences to your own because you live very different lives. Right. Um, even if you grew up with each other, my brother and me are completely different. Then, especially me and my sisters, I'm the. If you look at us three, I'm the extrovert. Extrovert. She's yeah. an introvert. Introvert. My brother is more introvert than extrovert, but. We've all done something completely different, and we mm-hmm. live different lives, mm-hmm. especially even though we grew up in the same household, and I've experienced more than they have, and they've experienced things I haven't, and that's just with anybody. Yeah. You know, um, everything, everybody goes through something different, but don't rush yourself to be pushed in certain situations just right. because somebody else has been through it. Mm-hmm. You can ask for their advice from that thing because they've experienced it, but if you haven't been there yet and sometimes some of the experience that we've been through we don't wish that upon anybody yeah 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 so it's just if you if you happen to go through some of these things you know where to seek the the mentorship the advice and that way you can work through that and you have that support from those people yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i want to emphasize that uh reality of some things that people experience that make them the the rocks that they are the 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 pillars that they become ideally we don't want them to to experience them right just like you said you lost your father yeah i would i don't would i want people to lose their parents exactly yeah but the most important thing that you can take out of this is that the only there's no there's no one way to learn from life to grow you can definitely get all that experience knowledge that uh, strength out of other people if you seek it if you if you find the people that are willing to share their experience and there's a lot of other people and I feel like a lot of people out there or elderly uh, family members or, or friends or anything that are willing to to share there's so many fascinating stories I've heard from people that have had crazy lives and they're spending the rest the, the last years of their lives in a in a house mm. talking to no one because no one wants to hear what they want to say mm. and uh, like I don't want to be in that position also like when I'm 70 when I'm 80 and and people don't want to hear from my story that's gonna make me so sad if you want other people to be where you are and they are telling you that they want to be where you are but you don't want them to go through the things that you went you have to be that voice that uh, and you have to, so something you have to work on too. You have to be that voice that captivates them and helps them get that experience without the pain, right? And and that that can be very challenging. And if you if you take anything out of this conversation, please uh, appreciate what your parents did for you. 
appreciate all the things that your culture and your country has given you. Uh, appreciate who you are and be proud of the experiences that you had, good or bad. Learn from them, move forward. And if you need any kind of support or help or advice, you can reach out. We're always willing to help anyone who needs it. It's very difficult to go through life by yourself trying to feel like you're alone. You're the only one who has to figure this, this shit out. It's just difficult. Um, but don't feel like you're the only one who hasn't figured their life out. It's extremely difficult. One thing I will say, and I always say this to a lot of younger people I mentor, is don't try to be somebody else. Be the best version of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's very true. And that's what I heard from one of my mentors, and that's how I live my life now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be the best version of you, because all you can be is you, yourself. In, in, In life, in fitness, in education everything the only competition that you should be paying attention to is who you were yesterday and it's very difficult to understand why you're not making the progress that you want to be making at the moment but once you see it like in the long time frame you understand you see you see that growth and it it's, it's like amazing mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that's that's a great great advice that everybody should be listening to right now and especially i want i want to to uh, kind of give it a little bit of the context of i know a lot of people still are getting used to this new reality of the coronavirus. The thing. The thing that's out there. And one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, they, they, they called it the Bad Street Boys World Tour. That's how they call it instead of calling it the coronavirus because obviously it's like bad for them. So I so, said, you know, they're, they're out there and they're selling tickets like crazy. Don't buy them. Yeah. Don't buy the tickets. Uh, from the Backstreet Boys world tour. So, uh, a huge Backstreet fan, I feel offended. Are you feel offended? <laughs> Who is your favorite Backstreet Boy? Okay, it fluctuated, but it was Nick. Nick? Yeah. Everybody loves Nick. I mean, Come on. I was Who like, what, 10? Come on. You know, they were huge. Something so, so basic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> 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 He was the he like, was the the cute boy the blonde right Nick yeah no. Nick, Nick, Nick was he Nick, was the Nick cute no, no, no Nick is a wrong the, boy man oh wrong boy <laughs> no wait no. wrong boy Nick. okay and the Backstreet Boy firstly I want to apologize to the Backstreet Boys fans <laughs> we have no idea who we're t- what we're talking about <laughs> but 
I think yes. Nick is the, the brunette the guy. One. The blonde one. one. The blonde one is Nick? Yeah. Nick, he's Nick. Nick yeah. Lachey. Nick. No, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you all just need to leave or just not talk about this. Nick Carter. <laughs> Nick Carter. Okay, so this was 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 Nick this? Lachey was ninety-eight degrees. <laughs> <laughs> My other boyfriend. She knows That's the guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, was this uh, was like? Is he your favorite too? <laughs> I didn't really like that group that much, so I don't really have much of an opinion. But she knows who he is. He's yeah. the only one that I know. He's the only one that anyone knows. I yeah. guess. Was this like uh, your? Your your favorite like was it all over the place? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Backstreet Boys. Oh. Like, NSYNC. No, 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 no. I liked NSYNC. However, Backstreet Boys was always number one. And then Spice Girls. The battery. It's fine. It was Britney versus Christina. I think I preferred Christina. So, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm all over Christina. Uh, I, I Christina agree. Christina. Christina is so much better. Christina Aguilera. Yes. As a kid, oh. Christina. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. So a little kid Milton. <laughs> Although when Britney released a video of Toxic. Oh no, that was a good video. But that was for adults. That know? was one of the first Not moments when I was like, what is going on with my pants? That one and also the video of like I don't know what the name of the the music the the music video is but she's like in the apartment and everybody's just like super sweaty and just like I'm a slave (laughs) for you I'm a slave for you oh my god that was one of her best songs ever yeah ever and one of her best videos I must say it was kind of in bad taste my respects to Britney Spears she is amazing at Creating a spectacle. Yes. Christina nope. is just the best of singer, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, back to your point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. That's all good. We need that's we need a, a little thing. bit of like lighthearted yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um I don't want to make people feel like we are always just having sour, like difficult conversations yeah. here. Yeah. We're just trying to have a lot of fun and bring fun to you guys because I know that the times right now are very difficult and you don't want to be having a bad commute or evening listening to this and also feeling like, oh, you're just reminding me of all the bullshit that's happening in the world. Right, yeah. So, yeah. What was your favorite... uh, Boy band, Wendy. I'm staring at you right now. Uh, I was, yeah, I was more of an NSYNC fan. Oh, yeah. yes. High five. Yes. What? Yes. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> You're the only one. I'm going to give them their props. They were amazing. Yes. However, yeah. two of them sang. Two. Yes, that's the matters. only two that so matter. Well, well, really, the only really, two really, that matter. Really, only one matters. JT. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah. There you go. <laughs> However, <laughs> in Backstreet Boys, they all sung. Nobody yeah. cares about that. And nobody, <laughs> they, nobody they, cares about that. Not, not that they did, that they sang very well anyway, but I'm just. What? So much shade, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it just was so cool. 
I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are going to agree with you. But still, (laughs) still, still, I want to make sure, guys, if you're out there, please don't buy tickets for the Backstreet Boys Walter. Just make sure. That's cold no. for the uh, not sponsored. That that should not be made. That oh, thing that should not be named. Okay, yeah. no, yeah, don't. Okay. Don't, don't. <laughs> stay home. Just stay safe. You can listen to it through your your MP3s. Yes. Oh my God, I sound like an eighty-year-old. <laughs> your MP3s. Listen, it, listen through it to your yes. cassettes. Listen to your vinyls, guys. Uh, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Hit clip. Wait, wait. What? Vinyls? Vinyls. 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 Well, it's good. I mean, it's I don't great. want to be the only one with a weird accent, so. No way. We just play it. We just play it. Yeah. For Give sure. Five. For yeah. sure. Yes. Caribbean people for the win. United versus yeah. Caribbean. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, this shall be super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might need some popcorn for that episode. Oh, oh we we'll, always need popcorn. We'll get, it, we'll get it ready for you. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All that come, all that Caribbean come out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, you might have to put. Uh, guaranteed. You might have to give them a transcript. Of what we're <laughs> all this shit. Uh, oh, my <laughs> oh my god, this is your first time you've introduced your your uh, oh. signature uh, phrase. What? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Visit our website, universally.com. That's Y-O-Universally with one L. Um, please check our previous episode of uh, Don't Tell My Grandma. Check, check our um, social medias, all our Twitters and Instagrams. All our t- medias. All those social medias. And, uh, send us a fax while you're at it. Check our community and if or you want flare. to send us some questions. Smoke signals. <laughs> All those things that all the younger are doing. media, welcome. <laughs> Morse code as well. I, I sound like a villain. <laughs> I sound like the villain in the Scooby Doo episode. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, please like, comment, and share with your friends if you find that we have provided some value to you, and we will see you on our. We will talk to you on our next uh, podcast episode, hopefully very soon. Please stay safe and uh, give your parents a hug and send them good wishes. All right, so bye. 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 Later.